0: My, what the Lord is doing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Savior. Amen. Well, we're also excited that our guests are with us. If you're a guest, we want you to know that we are thankful you are here. Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches. Wow, just missed that. Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. Would you put your hands together and welcome our guests. Come on, let's let them know we're thankful they're here. God bless them. Touch them mightily with your power and your anointing. Wonderful name of Jesus. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Revelations, chapter 12. Over the last few weeks, we have been addressing and speaking about uh, and ministering of the importance Of reaching the lost, the desire of God to save a world that is lost. I was listening to uh, Pastor Luma a moment ago and uh, just hearing of the people that are walking into the doors and the hurting people that are in this world. And Jesus Christ loves every one of them. Every one of them. We are not living in the dispensation of condemnation. We are living in the dispensation of salvation. And the Lord is reaching and wanting to do wonderful things in their lives. Um, I am going to detour just for a moment here uh, today in today's message. And uh, I want to talk to us uh, really a little bit about the importance of the word of God in our life, of truly getting God's word in our lives and how important this is for us as the body of Christ, especially in the generation uh, that we we are living in. So I wanna show us a few things here of how important the word is. You know, you and I as apostolics, I was telling, I know you're standing, just just a moment, but I was telling Brother Sapp earlier, uh, because I'm so excited about what I'm uh, wanting to minister here today, but I I was just talking to him and telling him that, uh, you know, as apostolics, we are guilty of nearly 100% leaning on the spirit. The feel, right? The hype that you get when you're in a service like this and uh, The beautiful move of the spirit of God that comes upon you, moves upon you. But every one of us know the moment we walk out that door, we walk out into a dry, dead, evil world that can quickly rob you of that hype you just had here a few minutes ago. But there's one thing that if you'll get it deep down inside, they can never rob you of it. And that's the power of the Word of God. It's the Word of God that keeps us. Oh, yes, it is. It's the Word of God that keeps us. When it feels like, when you feel like you can't find God, the Word of God and His promises has a way, that foundation built under your feet that cannot be shaken. It's His Word. And I want to talk about it a little bit here today. And I hope I encourage us Uh, as the children of the Lord to get into the Word. I hope I encourage our guests to begin to devour the Word of the Lord. And I want to tell you on the offset here today, if you have not received the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit in you, you can have it before you leave this place here this morning or this afternoon now. And we would love to baptize you in Jesus' name. Book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse number 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Verse 8. And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. Everybody say cast out. The old serpent called the devil And Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Everyone say cast out. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 1. Then was Jesus led of the Spirit. Everyone say of the Spirit. Into the wilderness to be tempted of who? The devil. Verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said... Notice his words, of course. If thou be the Son of God... The first thing Satan always wants to do is to deceive you or confuse you or convince you that you are not a child of the living God. And I'm going to tell you, only the Word can defeat him. He said, if thou be the Son of God... Command that these stones be made bread. But look at the answer of Jesus Christ. Everyone say, It is written. Everyone say, The Word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into a holy city, and setteth him upon the pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is what? Everyone say the Word of God. Now Satan tries to take that Word and he tries to twist it. That's the reason why you don't need to be familiar with the Word. You need to know the Word. There's a difference. A lot of us are familiar with the Word and we can be deceived but if we know the word, we cannot be deceived. For it is written. Satan catches on. And says, "Hey, there's power in this word thing." He said, "He shall give charge uh, his He shall give his angels charge concerning thee in their hands, and they shall bear thee up, lest thou at any time dash thy foot against a stone." Jesus said unto him, "It is written." again he uses that word again in the instances of satan you have taken god's word out of context now let me put it back in context for you thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god Again, the devil taketh them up to an exceeding high mountain, showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. Everybody say, The Word thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve then the devil leaveth him and behold the angels came and ministered unto him and Jesus I love and we're going to fly over to the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse number 14 it's up on the screen and this is dealing with the same story as Matthew 4 but just a different verse here a different perspective on the end of it that Luke takes and Luke says concerning Jesus and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit he was led by the spirit into the wilderness but in the wilderness he got a hold of the word and when he got a hold of the word he came out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit if you're ever truly going to be used in the power of the spirit you've got to get the word into your heart and you got to learn to use the word of God Every day, everywhere, every situation, every circumstance, then will the power of the Spirit begin to explode out of you through the Word of God. Let's clap our hands on the Lord and give Him praise. Come on one more time to the glory of the Lord. To the glory of the Lord. To the glory of the Lord. All right, you can be seated. Stay with me. We're going to take a little journey here today in God's Word. And I, it's my prayer that we learn something from the Word of God. Reach over there and pinch your neighbor real kind of gently, but enough that they know you're pinching them. Tell them you're flesh. Oh, yeah, you're I want to tell you that the flesh only has power through the word of God. There is no other access to the power of God except through His Word. The reason why we've got so many crazy doctrines today and the reason why so many churches have gone just wild out somewheres way out there and what they call the Spirit is because they try to deal with God's Spirit without first understanding God's Word. And the only way that you and I are going to handle the power, the glory, and the Spirit of God properly is to get an understanding of His Word. When we get his word in us, I wish I had some help up in here. I didn't think I'd have to say that to an apostolic church, but it looks like it. Somebody help the preacher a little bit here today. If you and I want to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, we're going to have to get a hold of the word of God. All right, I'm just going to have to preach this. That's okay. So the flesh only has power through the Word. I want to show you something. Up in heaven, God, all-powerful, the Spirit, the omnipresent power of God. Oh, yes. When Satan rebelled against God, you can read it in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and a couple of the other Old Testament prophets. You can read in there that when Satan rebelled in the third of the angels, God just steps up. Jesus said it this way. I saw him fall like lightning. From the heavens down to the earth God stepped upon the scene Flung his hand Satan and the angels Had been removed But when we read in the book of Matthew And now we find ourselves God in the Jesus was God in the That's how I want you to respond. That way I know you're listening. He was God in the flesh. Now, I know He was all God, but He was all man. God purposely took Himself out of that dimension and came down into our dimension. Now I know he, John tells us that he was the Word manifested in the flesh. I understand that, but there's something we need to recognize here. When he came upon this earth and he walked in human flesh, even God subjected him to the laws of flesh, and God understood the only power in the flesh that he was. Going have over the devil himself was through his own word. You better get a hold of this. Even Jesus, now I know he was God. He could have flung it. He could have done whatever he wanted. But he purposely subjected himself and allowed himself to be in this realm of humanity. And in this realm of humanity, the only power I have, the only power you have is the word of God. And if Jesus Christ subjected himself to that, how much more should you and I understand that if I'm going to have victory, if I'm going to have power, if I'm going to walk in the victory, I've got to get the word in my heart. I've got to get the word in my mind. I've got to get the word in my spirit. I'm telling you it's why we walk around it's why every Sunday you have to pray through because you fell miserably during the week there's nothing to carry you nothing for you to walk on Nothing to give you strength. Come to the house of God on Sunday morning. You let God give you your your shot just like a junkie gets in an alley. You're just an addict to the move of the power of God. You're just addicted to His touch and His, His joy and Pleasures that come across you and you come here and God loves you so he touches you and he helps you but there's nothing inside of you to keep you going. I'm telling you every day we've got to get up and digest the word. Every day we've got to get the word. It'll make a difference in your life. You will walk with victory every day of your life. Whether you feel the glory of God or not, the word of God will be in you. You will open your mouth and God's word will come out. His power and its authority will move and mountains will be cast into the sea. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Stay with me a little bit. I want you to see this. When the even was come, they brought unto Him, that's Jesus, many that were possessed with devils and He cast out the spirits with his word Wait a minute. He was the word. He was the word in the flesh. He was that eternal God of the eons of time walking in the flesh. He didn't have to open up his mouth. He didn't have to say anything. He was the word. What he was trying to show me and you how to handle this. The only way to take care of it. The only way to defeat the devil. The only way to be an overcomer. The only way to be victorious. is through the word. So when the devil's would come out he didn't just fling him out he opened up his mouth and he spoke the word to them I remember one of them he said devil be quiet come out and go go into those pigs when they asked permission everywhere God went everywhere the Son of Man went devils were coming out from underneath the rock and he always opened his mouth because the flesh only has power by the word of God. I'm telling you. There's a reason why. We're losing this thing. There's a reason why you can't keep the victory. During the week. You got to pray through every weekend. You got to call pastor. Every third day. Every time a trouble comes. Every time a, you, want, you want pastor to pray over you. Why? You want to feel God's spirit. Because you're addicted. You got to have that good feeling. Or nothing. Or it must not be right. I got to feel that wonderful presence of the Lord. Or I'm not going to make it. God must have forsaken me. No. Why? His Word says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But that's His Word. So we gotta call up the preacher, we gotta get him to pray over us. Power of God begins to move. We feel the presence of the Lord, and we're okay for a little while. We hang up, but by that night, the devil's tormenting you again. Because the only thing that helps you is a move of the spirit. But here's what you're missing you've never really experienced the power of the spirit, because the power of the spirit can only come through the word. Spirit of God never fell without preaching first even when the disciples went up in the upper room they didn't get it until after Jesus preached a sermon to them Said, you're going to be witnesses unto me Power, God's going to come upon you. He cast out devils with His word. The flesh doesn't have power within itself. The only, uh, the only power that we have is what the word of God gives to us. The word brings the power of the Spirit to the flesh. Look at John six sixty. Many therefore of His disciples, when they had heard this, said, "This is a, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it?" When Jesus knew in Himself that His disciples murmured at it, He he said unto them doth this offend you that's my word offend you i don't want to get off a tangent but i get up here and the pastor preaches separation and godliness and living right and you get all offended you will never have the victory if you get offended at god's word Only His Word can bring you power. Only His Word can bring you victory. I hope you understand what it is I'm trying to say. There's a lot of things that you're praying about and it's not getting accomplished because you're trying to do everything through the Spirit. And you're not applying the Word to it. And what you got to understand is you are not God. Only God can operate in His power without saying a word. In fact, what you will find is that everything that was tangent to humanity, God spoke. But when it came to the stores, it says he flung them. They can try to reach them as long as they want. They ain't going to ever reach them. God's coming back a whole lot sooner before we get to the closest store, Alpha Centauri. A binary store system, three and a half light years away. Our fastest rocket goes fifty eight thousand miles an hour after it's out in space. And I don't know how many millions of years it'll take for it to reach it. If we can't travel the speed of light, we're done. Even then it take us three years to get there. So we're gonna have somehow figure this store track thing out. <laughs> and go multiple times the speed of light. It's not going to happen. The stores were there for only our beauty. His word says that. He said, I put the stores up there so at night you could look up and see their lights. He said, I just put a nice little light display up there for you. But when he created the celestial, he just flung his hand. But when he created the terrestrial, he opened his mouth. And the Bible says, and God said. Why? Because everything that deals with this flesh, everything that deals with humanity, everything that deals with the terrestrial, the Word of God is the only thing that gets power. Oh, I wish you believed believe that. You'd get a hold of this. You'd start devouring the Word of God. Don't be offended by my word. Verse 62. What if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend of up, up where he was before? And it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are. Spirit, your only access to the true power and spirit of God is his word. That's why in the book of Corinthians it says, "While Peter yet spake the Holy Ghost faith. Upon all of them, because when the words activate it, the spirits activate it, healings come, devils are cast out, miracles are done. I think way too highly of my own messages because, in my mind, this is unbelievable, but in yours, it's average. I can tell because your response is average. Some of you below. Pass the sugar around, man. You're going into a comatose. Galatians, listen to this. I apologize to you. I'm just excited about it, and I wanted you to be excited about it. That's all. So forgive me. I'll deliver it. You do what you want with it. The works of the flesh. It's amazing that God's Spirit would ever work in humanity. Now these are the works of the flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, this is you. Tell your other neighbor, quit being so arrogant. I'm about to describe you. Yeah. Yeah. Works of the flesh, adultery, fornication. I didn't commit adultery. You did in your heart, you little stinker. He said, if you lust in your heart and in your mind over a woman, you are an adulterer. These are the works of the flesh. They're in you. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like Paul said, if I didn't name it, anything that comes close. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Look what Paul said in the book of Romans. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. This, my friend, is why you bear. This is why you gotta get God's word. You gotta get God's word. You gotta get God's word. Because I promise you that adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, idolatry, variance, emulations, strife, envy, drunkenness, or not. going to cause God's spirit to respond but every bit of that is in your flesh it's who you are it's fallen humanity you know, if you stop praying, these things start arising. You get away from God's Word. You stay away from the church. These things start coming up. Why? Because the only thing that kept them down was the Spirit of God. What if you want to drive them out? You got to get God's Word in you. Tap your hands to the Lord, give God praise. Somebody shout the word. The word. Shout the word. the word. Second Corinthians 3 and 6. Who also hath made us able ministers. What? All this mess I read to you. Yet he tells us, writing to the Corinthian church, that he has made us ministers of the New Testament. Watch. Not of the letter or the law, but of the Spirit. Watch. For the letter killeth. Kills what? The flesh. You want your flesh to die? Devour the Word of God. Now, watch me. Don't become a legalist. God's Word without His Spirit is a legalist. God's Spirit without His Word is a nutcake. Liberals don't believe nothing. The longer they stay without the Word, the less they believe. I recently received this, I won't say who what, when to where, but somewhere close by, but not here for. There was a church that now has introduced into their doctrine that their ministers, a Lord's church, cannot preach repentance. Because repentance brings sadness and we're not going to have any sadness what's their problem they've been dabbling in the spirit without the word for so long they forgot what it says they forgot that jesus said to john who was in prison will you be offended by my word will you be offended by this no john no you won't i know you you'll obey my word you're willing to sacrifice listen apostolics we need the word the letter killeth it'll kill my flesh psalm david said in psalms 119 how shall a young man make his way right he said according to the word of god that's how i fix my flesh i get the word I bury the Word. I bury the Word. I bury the Word. And the more Word I get in me, the more the Spirit will flow out of me and the greater power we will have over sin. If you believe that, stand to your feet. Clap your hands to the Lord. Will you love Him right now? Will you thank Him for His Word? Come on. Come on, feel this atmosphere. Thank you for His Word. You be seated. Tell your neighbor, huh? You thought He was done. Everybody, say the word. I hope when I'm finished here today. Somehow the Spirit of God will get a hold of your heart. I want to tell you, God's Spirit, you're starving it. It's like putting chains and feathers on the hands of God in your life. It's like He's in you, but you got Him all bound up. Because the only thing that gives the flesh the ability to access the power of the Spirit is the Word of God. And if you don't have that Word in you, you can't access it. You can't loose God's Spirit to do whatever it is that He wants to do in your life. Hebrews 4 and 12. This is why you don't want the Word. I'm going to tell you, tell your neighbor, this is why you don't want the Word. I'll tell you why you don't want it for the word of God is quick and it's powerful it's sharper than any two edged sword it's piercing even to the dividing of the thunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and it is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart no wonder you don't want his word his word is like a mirror in your life as you read it you see yourself all over it and oh God the devil will come and visit you because the devil loves to use the word of God he'll come and he'll bring condemnation but you need to rebuke that because God's not bringing condemnation God is bringing conviction God is bringing hunger he wants to draw you closer to him he wants you to hunger after his word he wants you to understand that as you get it yes it's revealing yes it's showing you things but the more you devour it the more you take it in you're going to feel those things being washed out I'm washed by the word that's what it says I'm cleansed by the word these things are getting out these things are leaving me how the word the more word I get in me fornication's got to go the more word I get in me adultery's got to go The more word I get in me, strife's got to go. The more word I get in me, envy's got to go. The more word I get in me, jealousy's got to go. The more word I get in me, bitterness's got to go. The more word I get in me, all these things must leave this whole body because I'm filling it up with the Word of God. I wish you'd love him. I wish you'd love him. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. People want the Spirit, but they don't want the Word. Oh, yeah. They don't mind going to a church where they can come down and feel good. God's Spirit comes upon them. But when that preacher gets up and he begins to preach the Word of God, and he begins to tell you that living together is sin, And that it is adultery. And it's wrong in the eyes of God. Not many preachers preach that anymore. You can't shack up. You can't live together. And I don't want to get off on all of this. Here this morning, it's not my point. But what you have to understand is you're made in the image of God. And God's got beautiful things for you. And marriage is beautiful to God. Marriage is the is the sign of the church and God coming together and being married. And when you and when you're enjoying one another, the fruits of a relationship. But there's no commitment. It reminds God too much of His church. Wanted to come to the house of God and enjoy all the benefits, you know. Come on, Jesus, let's make love. Oh, this is good. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. But you go right back out. Go right back out. There's no commitment. You go your ways. You do your things. Like the man of God spoke earlier. There's no loyalty. People, they want the spirit, but they don't want the word. You know why? Because watch me. The spirit can bind Satan. Oh, that's exciting. But only the word can change the flesh. Watch me. And you can bind all the devils you want. But when you stand before him, they're going to say, but Lord, we cast out devils. God, we healed the sick. God, we did many miracles. We did it all in your name. God, you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You know why? Because the only thing that can get iniquity out of your life is until you fall in love with the word you never knew him until you devour the word you never walked with him the only way to really love him is to know him and the only way to know him is the word some of y'all got that crazy relationship pick up a magazine and there's a half-naked woman on it. And you go, Ooh, I love that woman. Man, you can't love that woman. You can lust over her. But until you get to know her, you can't love her. And that's how the religious world treats God. They come in, and they just look at his little magazine. And they say, Ooh, I love that God you can't say you love Him until you're willing to get to know Him and the only way you're going to know Him is His word you lift your hands and say I love you, 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 I love you and you haven't read his word almost but maybe once or twice this whole year it's still on your shelf, it's got dust on it you don't know anything about him how do you know you love him when you open up his book he might begin to tell you things you don't like he might begin to show you things you don't want to do he might tell you to straighten your life up live right quit drinking, quit smoking quit doping quit doing all these horrible things Quit shacking up, quit lusting, quit cussing, quit all of these things. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Nobody going to tell me what to do. Your lover will. I said, your lover will. Oh, yeah. You can bank on one thing. If that woman don't like it, this old boy quits it because that's my lover. We go home today, me and her, me and mama. Huh? but if I'm all up in rebellion all being a, just an old nut job Char, how much do you think going to go on there I'm going to walk into a kitchen the roast is going to be burnt she's going to go oh I thought turn it off <laughs> I'm going to open up my second drawer on my chest there ain't going to be no underwear oh you know? I didn't know you wore those that's the kind of thing that's going to start coming down the old road. That's what's going to start coming in the old life. You say, but you're the man of the house. That's right, and I act like it. By loving her and doing what I know she loves and honoring her. He's the man of the house. God's the man of the house. Yes, he is. But we, we got to honor him. We got to love him. We got to obey him. Come on, somebody. We need to get the word of God in our life. I know I strayed a little here. You know what the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord does? Huh? I like this. I'm going to close here in an hour. Just if you're listening. The Bible tells me that when the Spirit of God comes into my life, do you know the first thing it does? This is the Word. It writes the law of God across my heart. You know why? Why? Because without the Word, He can't do nothing in your life. The Spirit knows that it takes both. That's why the Bible says, in the last days, the Lord seeks those who will worship Him in spirit and in... Yeah. Not just spirit. He's not interested in just a bunch of charismatics running around talking in tongues. He's interested in a group of people who speak his heavenly language and who obey his word. He said, I'm not just interested in a bunch of spirit worshipers. I want spirit and truth. And truth is the word of God. If we're going to be a true worshiper of him. We must do it in spirit and in truth. And when the Holy Ghost comes into our life. It writes his word. Ephesians 1.13. In whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. And the gospel of your salvation. Whom also after that you believed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. How did that happen? It came through hearing. The word of God, and when the spirit comes into your life, he writes that word across you. I'm going to end with this I want to show you something. Genesis 1 and 1 In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. But the Spirit of God couldn't do nothing until the Word of God came forth. So the Spirit of God spreads itself out. This is so powerful. Spirit of God spreads itself out. But it's waiting on something before anything actually happens before anything actually changes there's something missing and the Bible says and God said and the moment the Word came forth the Word became a catalyst to the Spirit of God and it ignited the power of change listen to me listen to me you come to this altar and you speak in tongues and the spirit of God spreads itself upon you but when you go home you never get in the word of God you never add to the spirit the only thing that can ignite it the only thing that will give it the power to change you and that is the word of God but when you receive the spirit and the glory of God comes upon you and then you go home and you open up His book and you begin to vow his word all of a sudden things begin to happen and the spirit of God begins to change everything about you I'm almost done I know I'm just taking the jacket off but I I am, I'm almost done. The word of God became a catalyst to the spirit of God. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. The spirit moved when the word activated the power. God created man. I want you to watch this. I'm sorry, my shirt's coming out. I feel half naked up here. I should have left my jacket on. Just keep your eyes on my face. God created man. He molded him up from the dirt. He put him all together. And the Bible says, he breathed the spirit of life into him. But then he said to Adam, he said, I give you dominion over everything. That I have created. Everything. You know what the Lord did right then? Adam literally became the Word. That's the dominion, that's the power. The Spirit was breathed into him, the Spirit of life was breathed into him. But it was the Word that gave him the power. And the authority to rule over everything. And the word and the spirit together became the representation of God upon this planet. That's the reason why the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. When Adam was kicked out of the garden, he didn't lose the breath of life. He lost the power of the word. He no longer had authority and dominion over the creation. Even the thorns rebelled against him. He did, he could no longer call the fish to the, to the bank. He could no longer give a command to animals and they would obey. Nothing would obey him from that time. And so Jesus came, and the Bible called him the Word manifested in the flesh. And the Bible tells us the Spirit of God was in him without limit, making him God manifested in the flesh. He became the second Adam, he became the ultimate combination of the Word and the Spirit. In salvation, it was never intended for God, for uh, intention of God, for only the Spirit to come into you. The Word must also be placed in you as well. Let's stand. Musicians, come. Isaiah 59 and 21. Watch this. As for me, this is my covenant with them. This is the covenant. Everybody stand if you will. This is the covenant that God has come to make with you. He said, as for me, this is my covenant with them. saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth. What is his covenant? It's word and spirit. Paul put it this way. Take the helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now watch the way he writes that the sword of the spirit he didn't say the word of God was the spirit he said the word of God was the sword of the spirit what does that mean that means the word of God is the aggressor Defender, attacker, power, authority of the Spirit. So the Spirit comes. But the Word, when you open your mouth, the Spirit abides upon you, never leaves you, right? Spirit's always with you. But when you open your mouth and the Word of God comes out. The Spirit draws the sword. If this doesn't make you hungry to get in the Word of God, I don't know what we are. It's the answer to your dilemma. Yes, it is. The Spirit is on you. He has never left you. He hovers over you like He did the face of the earth in Genesis 1 and 1. He just hovers this, spread Himself out over you. He loves you. But it's the Word of God that activates it in your life. We don't come to God With the word, we don't speak the word. We come to God with prayers of sorrow, prayers of pity, prayers of self pity. Woe is me! Woe is me! I can just see one of the prophets of the New Testament, not the Ode, of the New Testament. The Bible says, Some of them not being delivered. Sawed asunder, crucified, tortured, died, not receiving the promise. We come to God, oh God, woe is me. It's so difficult, it's so hard. I could just, that saint would wake up, he'd turn over in his grave as he felt that saw cutting through his flesh, into his body, through his backbone, sawed him in half while well, he took his last few breaths of excruciating agony and pain and the last words on his mouth was though they slay me yet will I serve you I'm telling you what's going to change our life the power of God is on you the power of God is in you the spirit of the Lord is all over you but we have to start activating it with the Word of God. You got to learn to pray the Word. You need to open up the book of Psalms. You say, Well, I'm not sure which one to read. Read any of them! Let God lead you. Start praying the Word of God. Get the Word in you. Pray the Word. Because that Word's going to activate the Spirit when that Word activates the power of the Spirit, things are going to begin to change. And that old, voided earth is going to become something beautiful. And your old, voided life is going to become something beautiful in the sight of God. And when you begin to pray the Word of God and you begin to speak the Word of God, you're not going to have to pick up the phone and call somebody else. You're The power of God is going to be activated. And things are going to begin to happen. You're going to see the miracles of God begin to take place. Now, right now, while I've been speaking, every eye closed, every mind on the Lord. While I've been speaking, the Spirit of the Lord has come across this congregation. Just like the Spirit of God went across that old void earth, He's come across this congregation. And he's resting on you. But what you need is for the Spirit to write God's word across your heart. How does that happen, preacher? When he comes into your life. Right now, he's on you. You can feel the pull of God. I know you can. You can feel the tug of God upon you. I know you love him and he loves you. You have a relationship with Him and you pray. And, but, oh, he, he wants to do greater things in your life if you'll let Him. He does. He wants you to, if you would, just step out from where you are and make your way down. Nobody's looking. and Just come down. and We've all had to make this journey this way. And just say, Lord, I want more of you. I want your spirit, God. I want your spirit to just overwhelm me God I want your spirit to overwhelm me maybe there's some saints here today that God's spoken to you today about the word and what's going on in our life the spirit's with us we can pray we can talk in tongues spirit of God is upon us spirit of God is with us but oh we need his word we need his word we need his word we need his word His Word activates the Spirit in our life. His Word activates the Spirit of God in our life. It's His Word we need. It's His Word we need, God. Maybe we need to come down and just make a covenant with the Lord and say, God, I'm going to get into Your Word more. I'm going to read Your Word. I'm going to get my Bible off the shelf. I'm going to read that Word, God. I want the spirit to be active in my life. I want your spirit to be active, oh God. Active in my life. love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Let's make our way down. Let's make our way down. Sir, have you been searching for something, ma'am? Have you been hungry for something? Has the Lord spoke to you today? Why don't you come down with the rest of us? And just talk to the Lord in your own way. No one's going to make you do anything. Just, Just come talk to God in your own way. Let the Lord touch you. Let the Lord minister to you. Come tell the Lord, God, I need you to write your word across my heart. Lord, I need your spirit to dwell within me. Oh, Father, I yield myself to you. I give myself to you. I give my heart, my mind, my soul, my body. I give everything to you, Lord. Oh, God, I need you, sweet Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need your power. I need your glory. I need your anointing. Let's just begin to talk to the Lord today. We're going to worship the Lord in song. Let's talk to the word. You have to, you have to do this. This is something you have to do. Nobody can pray this on you. You have to reach for this yourself. You have to talk to God yourself. Jesus. God, I want to activate Bread your word. I want to activate your word. Send down from glory. I want to activate your word. Many things you were on earth, a holy king, a carpenter. You are the living word. I need your word. I need your word. Sent down from glory. I'm going to devour your word. I'm going to read your word. Many things you were on earth, a holy king a carpenter if we'll begin to put the word of god in our life i'm telling you we will activate the spirit awesome rule if you've been seeking god for the holy ghost redeemer, but you haven't been able to receive it you need to begin to devour the word of god